Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. You've got the home of the truth. Back to The Baldface Truth with John Kanzano on 750 The Game. you're doing with your Saturday. I don't know if it's youth soccer or if it's uh, volleyball or whatnot. We got a little bit of uh, everything going on in our household and also a whole bunch of college football. Uh, John Wilner and I have a podcast called the Kanzano and Wilner podcast. We go through the Pac-12 games every week and I just want to give you a snippet of what that podcast is like and also let you in on kind of what we're thinking when it comes to the Pac-12 games. John Wilner, of the Bay Area News Group, San Jose Mercury News. He's covered the Pac-12 for years. He and I don't agree on everything, and we obviously are not going to agree on all these picks. But we will start with the Cal-Colorado game, 11 a.m. Pacific time on the Pac-12 Networks. John Wilner, what do you see? I see a new coach, uh, another new coach for Colorado, this interim. Mike Sanford's the interim coach here after get, they got rid of Carl Durrell. It's just the turnover in Boulder is immense. They did it at the right time, right, with the bye week, so they had extra time to prepare. Cal also extra time to prepare. I mean, I just don't – to me, Cal's not really built to to blow teams out, especially on the road. I, I think this is going to end up being closer than than any of the Colorado games to this point, uh, closer than 14-and-a-half. I think it could be, you know, Cal pulls it out in the fourth quarter is kind of what I expect. Yeah, I, I look at this one. It's 14-and-a-half points. I I, I like the Bears on the road, and I wrote all, all today you know, in my column about how home teams are faring well, especially against the spread. Like, there's ridiculous some numbers out there. By the way, Pac-12 teams have played 28 games this season with the home team favored by Vegas. The home teams have a 27-1 and record in those games. They win these games outright. The home favorites are winning games. They're also 21-7 and against the spread which is ridiculous, 75% Ooh. win rate for home teams that are favored. But Cal's on the road in this one. I think it's an outlier, I, and I, I like Cal to win. I have it 28-20. I agree with you. I think the Bears win. I don't think they cover the 14-and-a-half, though. I think Colorado shows a little bit of life. Yeah, I mean, this is it for Colorado. The a whole new start, you know, and they've got their, their freshman quarterback, Owen McCown. You know, he's had a couple of games now, a couple extra weeks of practice. I think that they're going to, you know, they're going to represent better than they have, certainly, uh, and give Cal a little bit of trouble. So it'll be interesting. The longer they're in the game, the more chance, you know, the the pressure turns to turns to Cal's side, too. I, they the, the Bears need to, you know, blow this thing open in the first half. Arizona at Washington, 2.30 p.m. Pacific time, Pac-12 networks. I'll go first on this one. Uh Two teams that really like to throw the ball. Michael Penix Jr. at Washington, Jaden Delora at Arizona. Both teams over 300 yards average uh, per, per pass game. But I'm going to go with, um, you know, the home favorite in this one. I like Washington to win this game. I don't think they've forgotten Jaden Delora planting the flag at midfield after the Apple Cup game, you know, when he was at Washington State. So I think Washington wins this one. But I don't love the spread here. 15 points, 14 and a half, depending on where you look. 
I think Washington wins the game, but I don't think they cover. I think it's 40-31 to 31 Huskies. Yeah, these are two bad defenses. Uh, and for Washington, it's crazy. Their secondary, which was the strength for all those years, or sometimes it was the best secondary in the conference, is now weakness. And I think Arizona, Delora, he's going to be comfortable going in there. Uh, and Arizona's got, you know, other than SC, Arizona might have the best group of receivers in the whole conference. I think that th- this is going to be a ton of points. Uh, the total 72 and a half. I'll tell you what, I that's a big total, but I would not be surprised given these defenses if it's over 72 and a half. I also like Arizona to cover the number, though, uh, just just back and forth, you yeah. know, tons of tons of big plays, tons of bad plays, turnovers, kind of a wild game. You know, kind of what we would we uh, saw. Remember the UCLA Washington State game was like, I don't know, 63, 62 or something. I think this game, both teams could be in the 50s wow. easily by the end. It's going to be crazy. Stanford's at Notre Dame, 4.30 p.m. Pacific time on NBC. Uh, Irish are a 17-point favorite playing at home. Uh, I think Notre Dame wins this game. I can't pick Stanford to win. I just haven't seen enough from Stanford. By the way, Stanford is last, dead last in the country with turnover margin. They are minus 11 now. Uh, I'm interested to see how Stanford bounces back after the Oregon State backbreaker last week, but I got it Notre Dame uh, 30 to 24. Yeah, I kind of like uh, Stanford to cover as well, right? I mean, they they have played in when they go to South Bend. They have there have been times where they have pl- kind of played up above what you'd expect, uh, and I, I think that of all the team, all the places to go after that crushing loss to Oregon State, you know, going to South Bend, that's you're going to get motivated for that game. Uh, no matter what. So I'm kind of with you. I think Stanford's going to cover. Uh, don't think Stanford's going to win, but I, it could it could end up being close. Look, Notre Dame couldn't, they couldn't, you know, put Cal away. They couldn't put BYU away. I don't know that they can cover 17 against Stanford. USC's at Utah, 5 o'clock Pacific time on Fox. Utah's won 11 straight home games. Last team to win at Rice-Eccles, the Trojans in 2020. I have been thinking all week, you know, the, Utah is going to be Utah, and SC is going to, you know, not, is going to come up short. And part of it, because you watch SC play, they're a little bit sloppy, uh, especially on defense. Well, they rely heavily on turnovers. But I kind of, I'm starting to think that SC kind of brings the hammer. And this is the week SC says, you know what, we are the team to beat. Uh, Utah is no longer uh, the cream of the conference. And the Trojans, their defense is getting better. I, I kind of think SC is going to surprise everyone and win this game handily, which I could end up regretting that, that prediction. But, but something just tells me we're going to see something we don't expect, and that would be a USC, a lopsided win for USC. That would be probably good for the conference, right, because it keeps USC in the college football playoff hunt. But I, I just think USC's flawed, and I want to see them on the road in a tough place to win and what, yeah. what is the home field advantage worth? Because I think if this game is at a neutral site, I would flip my pick. But I have Utah 35, USC 31, Pac-12 cannibalizing itself. Um, I, I just feel <laughs> like Utah's playing for a whole bunch. If they lose this game, it doesn't eliminate them from the conference championship. But if Utah loses this game, they would they would lose the head-to-head tiebreakers to two teams that would still be undefeated. It it. it all but eliminates them from Vegas. So I think they're playing for too much. They're playing at home. I'll take the Utes. Like I said at the beginning, the home favorites. Uh, Farewell 
uh, when it comes to the Pac-12, Utah's a home favorite. Uh, that spread is down to minus three and a half, but I'll take Utah, and I think they barely cover, so we disagree on that one. Final game, a little bit of an elimination game. Washington State's at Oregon State, 6 p.m. Pac-12 Networks. Man, I think it it could end up being the same thing that's happened for eight straight years, which is the the Cougars. You know, this is one of those series where it's a there's a funky streak in in a series, and who could explain Washington State winning eight in a row over Oregon State? Right? I mean, you could see, you know, Utah, one of the you know top programs, having that kind of dominance over another program. But the, I think of these as fairly even, and yet the Cougars have won eight in a row, and I think that they're the better team right now, partly because of Oregon State's quarterback issues, but I just think Washington State's better. Their defense is going to keep Oregon State from from uh, making big plays, and it's going to be close, and the Cougars are going to find a way to win. I think the home field, again, I'm going with the theme. I started talking about the home field and and what it means and how home favorites are are, are are winners in the Pac-12 conference. The trend is your friend. I'm going with Oregon State. Jonathan Smith told me he, he that Ben Goldbrunson is headed towards starting. I don't know what headed towards starting means. I think everybody's headed towards starting until they're not. But uh, Goldbrunson should be at quarterback. And, you know, Washington State's playing without uh, their starting running back. They're playing without Renard Bell, their starting slot receiver. Offensive tackle Grant Stevens is sitting out because he got flagged for targeting. He'll miss the first half. So I'll take the Beavers, where they've been, they've been very good at home in the last uh, you know seven or ten games. I'll take the Beavers at home. Uh, I think it's uh, like something like 28-24. I'm going to go lower scoring. Uh, and again, let's go back to you know Oregon State at home, eight and one at home in their last nine, three and seven in their last 10 on the road. They are a different team at home than they are on the road. I'll take the Beavers in a close game at home. And you were there for the SC game. That was the one, right? Eight out of yep. nine, yep. The, the one they lost. And, and I'm sure that, you know, the atmosphere played a big role in that one. And it could too, right? Washington State has not played great on the road. Uh, 14 points against SC when they get 17 at Wisconsin. So, yeah, I mean, I think the the best bet to me on that one is the under right total is fifty two yes. and a half I could see that one being first team to twenty yeah I think uh, it it goes under but I just I like Oregon State at home I think at Reeser Stadium they're a little different team uh, but you know what is the home field worth I asked Jonathan Smith that this week he he you know he you know I think it's worth the home field advantage in the Pac twelve I think it's worth somewhere between seven and ten points Jack Coletto the linebacker at Oregon State says he thinks it's fourteen Jonathan Smith said. He thinks it's more than three. He kind of agreed with me, maybe seven, maybe ten, maybe eight points, something like that. What do you think the home field is worth in a typical Pac-12 game? I mean, to me, it depends. Is that typical game at Autzen when it's full, or is it at the Rose Bowl when there's (laughs) 35,000 people there, right? I mean, it does depend on the location, but I think you're right. At some of the places, it is worth you know, uh, upwards seven, eight, nine points. There's no question about it. And both the impact it has on the home team with the energy, but also the impact that noise can have on the opponent in terms of, you know, calling their plays and communication issues. So it, to me, it just depends where you're talking about, but there's a lot of places where it, it's significant. Yeah. I think uh, we'll find out this week. Uh, again, I'm picking a bunch of home teams except Colorado. I can't bring myself to do it. Wilner, I think the big one we disagree on is USC and Utah. That's going to be a fantastic game. I can't wait to uh, 
talk about it. <laughs> These <laughs> days, anything can happen. Anything can happen. All right, John Wilner, I appreciate you and uh, all the people uh, at home listening. I appreciate you as well. Thank you, everybody. Follow him on Twitter, at Wilner Hotline. Coming up next, what's on tap? You want to know what you're supposed to be watching this weekend? And a couple things I learned this week. Stay tuned. Back to the Bald Face Truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. I'm already looking forward to the weekend. I hope you are as well. We have a lot of fun on the show. I appreciate uh, everybody who makes this radio program part of their day. Seriously, I'm humbled. If you listen to the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. If you don't listen to the podcast, subscribe to the podcast anyway so you don't miss anything. If you miss the show or if you're taking a flight or you're making a drive, this is a great way to pass some time listening to the podcast. Great way to uh, get engaged and informed. And if you're driving down to the football games or you are flying somewhere and sitting on a plane or you're uh, making a 20-minute drive across town, grab a episode or an interview from the Bald Face Truth Radio Show like 3 million people have done in the last year. 3 million downloads. That's crazy to me to look at those numbers. More and more people consuming uh, the podcast, and I encourage you to do that as well. Even if you're a diehard terrestrial radio listener, if you get the podcast subscription, which is free, so you should do it anyway, uh, if you hear an interview you really like, what you can do then is share that interview and be like, hey, Tony, check it out. I just heard this great interview uh, on Kanzano's show, and here it is. Bam, I can text it to you uh, or email it to somebody. Uh, really easy to do and uh, really uh, will show people that you are technologically savvy, if you can do that. Every uh, Friday, we do a benchmark. It is called What's on Tap. What's on Tap for the weekend? Let's do it. Now, it's time for What's on Tap and What's on TV at the Independent on the BFT. Love that. Let's start in the Pac-12 Conference where Cal is playing at Colorado 11 a.m. on the Pac-12 Networks. That's tomorrow morning. Arizona gets the 2.30 slot. They're visiting Washington and the Huskies. Arizona, Washington, 2.30 on the Pac-12 Networks. Stanford's playing Notre Dame on NBC. That game is at 4.30 on NBC. David Shaw trying to right the ship. USC-Utah, that's the game of the week in the Pac-12. 5 o'clock on Fox. Is USC a contender? Is Utah fading, waxing, waning? What are they doing? Games at 5 o'clock Pacific time on Fox. Washington State at Oregon State. That's the nightcap, 6 p.m. As I turn the focus to the NFL on Sunday, uh, Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Fox, 49ers, Falcons. Be sure you tune into that one. Uh, Niner fans like myself, very interested to see what the Niners are going to do. Packers and Aaron Rodgers trying to right the ship. Also at 10 a.m. against the Jets. They're hosting, though. The Packers are. Uh, in the afternoon, the Bills, 4-1 Bills, at the 3-1 Chiefs. The Cardinals are playing at the Seahawks. Both of those games, 125 and 105 p.m. respectively. The Sunday night game, Dallas Cowboys at Philadelphia Eagles. And on Monday night football, it's not really the weekend, but I'll give it to you anyway. 5-15 Monday, the Broncos at Justin Herbert and the Chargers. That 
is what is on tap for your weekend. I appreciate you uh, uh, trusting my advice. Uh, I said it earlier in the week, and I said it on the uh, Kanzano and Wilner podcast. That's another podcast you should check out. But I had a neighbor one time. His name is Brian. I'll tell you about Brian. Brian worked um, a very cerebral job. But Brian was also a huge fan. He was from the state of Texas. And I knew that because he talked with a Texas accent. But Brian, uh, one morning, came over and knocked on the door. He knocked, and he was like, and I opened the door. I was like, it's weird. Who's knocking on my door? Like, that's not something that happens regularly for us. Like, you know, we don't get a lot of door knocks. But um, not unannounced door knocks anyway. So I opened the door, and I saw Brian. And in that instant, I was like, oh, did my dogs get out? Oh, did, like, did I park in front of his mailbox? Um... Does he need to borrow a cup of sugar? Like, I don't know. Like, those are the kinds of things that go through my mind, right? But what turned out was Brian was sitting at home, and he was flipping around channels. Uh, I think it was a Saturday morning. He was channel surfing. And he wasn't sure what he was supposed to be watching. Like, he was, there was a bunch of SEC games on, a Big Ten games on, Big 12 games on. And so he was like, I wonder what Kanzano's watching this morning. And because I was covering a Pac-12 game later in the evening that was either at Oregon or Oregon State. And so he moseyed across the street to ask me what I was watching. It's a true story. But the sad part of this tale is that uh, I invited Brian into the house and I said, uh, you're going to be surprised at what I'm watching. But I happen to be watching like one of those HGTV DIY programs like, you know, rebuilding a house or ripping out a kitchen or doing something like that. And or maybe it was a garden show. I don't know. All right, embarrassed, mildly embarrassed to share this. But the truth of the matter is that often uh, I am looking for a diversion outside of sports, and it's why we started watching uh, the Old Man on FX. Anna and I found that show this week. I don't know if you are a longtime Old Man uh, on FX uh, viewer, but that is a really good show. Have you guys seen that one? It's a C- former CIA. Uh, agent. It's based on the novels from Thomas Perry. The Old Man, though, the series, stars Jeff Bridges. And I like Jeff Bridges. I like some Jeff Bridges in my life, like in, on the TV screen. And John Lithgow's in there, too. He's really good. Uh, and, and, and Amy Brenneman is in there. But it centers on a former CIA officer who's living off the grid. And he now finds himself, after hiding out, uh, on the run. And I'm not going to spoil this because uh, they want him gone. It's a thriller. But it, uh, it is, a, you know, the old operative on the run. He's kind of a badass. He's a lone wolf, and he's out there doing his thing. So I, we watched one of those episodes, I think it was last Sunday night. We just kind of flipped around, and there was nothing. There was no new episodes of, of uh, the, you know, the Steve Carell, The Patient. That one's really good, too. If you're not streaming that one, check that one out. Steve Carell's in this series called The Patient where – he is a therapist, and one of his patients is a serial killer. It's really interesting. There's also a Martin Short, uh, Steve Martin, two-mound variety show that is out on Netflix, I think, that's pretty entertaining. But we were flipping around, needless to say, and couldn't really find something that, you know, was that we were locked into. And I said, let's try The Old Man, because like, a friend of mine had recommended it. And I have to tell you, like, there's something about, like pilot episodes, first episodes, they, sometimes they fall short. Or you can feel them that, like, they don't quite know what the series is about, and so they're kind of fumbling around. But probably because this is based on the novel by Thomas Perry, the old man, same name, 
probably because of that, this series knows exactly what it wants to be, knows exactly where it wants to go. And that first episode was like hook, line, and sinker. It's a smart show. It doesn't dumb things down. It doesn't try to, you know, to, to make things easier for you. And, you know, it doesn't insult you as a viewer. Uh, I, I really like that. The other series that we are checking out on Hulu is The Bear. If you haven't seen The Bear, I talked about this earlier in the week. You you need to check out The Bear. Comedy, drama, again, really smart. Uh, it centers around a chef from the world of fine dining who comes back to Chicago and he's running his family's sandwich shop because his brother um, left it to him and is gone. And I don't want to ruin the plot, but, you know, it's... Um, Really good, and and uh, Carmen is uh, Jeremy Allen White plays Carmi or Carmen uh, Berzato, who is the award-winning chef. But like that one's really good too, because there's so much in that one that is very relatable, and every scene feels like it's so well written. Like you know, I don't know who's written it, I don't know who is responsible for it, but I guess it was FX as well. FX on Hulu uh, is where you can find it. But check out the Bear, check out the Old Man. Check out Martin Short and Steve Martin in their two-man variety show on Netflix. And then, uh, since What's on Tap is the start of this segment, um, also check out The Patient with Steve Carell, okay? When you're done with that, get back to me. I'll have more for you because this is the public service that we provide. Like, I used to give a lot more movie ratings. We still go see movies. But I feel like I'm doing um, more binge-watching these days, uh, especially after traveling around and covering so much college football. I just, I kind of need that HGTV diversion from things. I think you need balance in your life is what I'm saying. I think we all need a little bit of balance in our lives. But uh, I had promised people that I was going to get out with this new endeavor that I'm doing at johnconzano.com. And if you are not yet subscribed at johnconzano.com, get there. Get a free subscription. Get a paid subscription. Whatever works for you, get there. Because I'm out there, and my main mission with this whole project is to bring you in-depth, sourced reporting and commentary that you can't get anywhere else. I love a good, heartwarming story. I also love to break news. I love to tell you and give you analysis. And uh, I also have vowed that this endeavor is uh, so wildly important to me that I am going to chase the stories where they are. And this weekend is no different. I will not be where people expect me to be. But if you subscribe at johnconzano.com, you will see what I'm talking about because the show is going on the road, so to speak. Um, all right. Coming up, a final segment. I've given you what? What you're supposed to be watching this weekend. I've given you some binge-watching shows. I've told you where to read me. But uh, coming up next, I'll give you some parting thoughts for the week. I think it's been a great week of radio right here on the show, and I appreciate that you're part of it. Leave it here. Some final thoughts coming up. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Sorry Truth. to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.